Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. And today we are diving deep into our shadows with our guide, Xavier Dogba. Awesome, incredible human um, who I've come to know via social media. This guy knows a lot about shadow work, um, and he's got some real stories to share. And we even dive into the current state of affairs that is happening around the, the globe right now. Um, what a time to be alive and be a witness and be a person of change. Um, super excited, but first let's hear from our sponsors. All right. Hey, I think yeah. I'm here. Yes. Hey. Uh, hey, everyone, and welcome back to the multidimensional journey. And today we have a, an awesome guest who I just met via social media, probably about a month ago, I started recognizing your work, Xavier. Um, and I think I, I don't know what your title is, a transformational coach, shadow worker, incredible content maker. How, how would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself? <laughs> well, uh, transformational coach is, you know, it's enough for now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so I don't, I'll leave a link um, below for Xavier's uh, Instagram. And you also actually have a, a full shadow coaching program as well. So I'll leave the link uh, below as well for those of you who want to look further into his work. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to like talk about like people who get into this type of work it's usually some sort of event or something that like just brings them to it. So I kind of wanted to just like hear from you um, what brought you to, you know, shadow work and really taking a closer look, right. You know, yeah. at your internal world. Yeah. So I just want to say first, thank you for inviting me on your platform and thank oh, you for letting me be and yeah, my journey into shadow work was honestly, shadow work was in my blind spot. Shadow work was in my shadow. So I had no idea that was a thing that existed. And I have to say my journey really into personal development uh, fully started seven years ago when I was dropping out of my PhD program. Yeah. And I had wow. that. Wow. That kind of awakening, it was 2013. I was like, this is not what I want to do with my life. I was invested in the PhD program. And two years in, I was like, this is not who I want to become. And I was looking into the future. So I dropped out. I didn't tell my parents. And they actually found out several months after when the director of my program started to get in touch with them because I just poofed. I vanished. I disappeared. So, and just for context, I live in Montreal and, you know, I was born and raised in Africa. My parents still live in Africa. So, uh, long story short, my parents, my family totally disagreed. They felt betrayed and I felt betrayed by myself and by them because, you know, I had put so many years in studying to be at that PhD level. I had a scholarship, all expenses paid by the school and at some point, I just had that wake-up call, and it wasn't me anymore. Like, the PhD wasn't for me anymore, so I dropped out. And for two and a half years, literally, I didn't speak to my family. We didn't have any conversation. I was here in Montreal by myself, and that was just a time of, like, 
not only survival on one side, I had to kind of find myself and also deep exploration. So it was a really yeah. dark. So I tried so many things in that time. Started diving deeper into teachers that I already knew. And I all those spirituality uh, wow, yeah. teachers back then, Abraham Hicks, all those teachers. And I was doing my best to do the work, which is like, thinking positive and, you know, meditating and affirmations and all those kind of things. And mm -hmm. I had some results and insights, but the thing is I wasn't able to sustain the, the results. And I was like, there is, there must be something else that is blocking me. There must be something else that is really um, in my way here. So fast forward to, you know, in the process, I started so many things. I became uh, coach, nutrition and fitness coach. I thought that this is what I was meant to do to help the world. I, um, and in the process of doing that, I was like, no, this is not really it. Because um, the way people eat, people eat or decide to treat their body totally depends totally depend on how they feel about themselves. So if I can help them feel better about themselves, then they're going to do the work because I had so many clients that would actually get results because they were ready. And so many people that would tell me, this is what I want to do. I want to get healthier. You give them a plan and, you know, you think the plan works, but they are just not able to actually do it. And then you wonder, how come this person can do it and this other person cannot? And I started really diving deeper. That was like 2014, 2016, when I was like full into uh, nutrition and health coaching. I started diving deeper in how I can actually implement mindset coaching in what I want to do. So I started learning about all those different aspects, integrating that in my coaching. And at some point, I was just like, no, nutrition and health coaching is just for me, it's managing symptoms. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. I want to dive in deeper. So I, we even own the gym. I owned the gym in Montreal for like wow. uh, two to three years. And 2018, that was the year where I was like, I am done. We closed the gym. We broke the partnership that we had with the, I, I had a, bit, a business partner. And he bought all the, the name and whatever. He went out on his own. I told him, okay, I'm out. I don't know what I'm going to really fully do right now, but I know I have to give a serious chance at coaching. And 2018 was my own year of doing shadow work because I was expecting a kid and my relationship with my family was still not the best. And yeah. I, I didn't understand why I wasn't allowing myself to reconnect with them. I wanted to. At some point, they started coming, uh, trying to get in touch with me, but I was blocking them. You yeah, know, yeah. and it was painful for me, also painful for them. And I was like, this is not who I want to be. Like, I understand that I am hurt in this situation, but all the positive thinking, all the whatever is not getting me beyond this place. You know, yeah. I want to reconnect with them. I want to agree to disagree on so many levels. They don't need to believe in what I believe right now in channeling, in all those stuff, in spirituality. They don't need to believe in that. They are Christians. I want to respect them in that. It is not for me. So I really started in 2018 to dive in seriously in that part. And this is how I also started integrating it to my coaching packages. And slowly I started building it from there. So that is how it came. And the fact that in 2018 we started expecting a kid, 
the question the question that popped in my head was like who am i to deprive my son from connecting you know with the my side of the family just because of my own wounds just because yeah. you know, sure. i like i started thinking about it i was like no this is not what i want to do for him this is not who i want to be for him i don't want, i want to be somebody who enables him and somebody who also creates possibilities for him so i had to work on myself i don't want to parent him from my wounds i want to parent him from my purpose and that's wow. when i had to really drop the gym do the messy work of diving in there like really what is going on and the last two years actually we had a beautiful reconnection with my family and this is really what got me into shadow work mm-hmm. yeah i mean and it, and it sounds like a, a beautiful outcome right for even from from darker work so to speak and i, I yeah. really liked how you highlighted like you did all the because i can really relate to this you know yeah you did all the positive thinking you did all the affirmations you know, yeah. you did all, which it's still good, right? It's, it it's all good. part of it. It is so you know? valid. Yeah. yeah. But, you and know, then, what, yeah, go ahead. Well, and then you're still left with some things that are very visceral and coming up for you. And and I say you, and I really mean me. And yeah. it's like, you, you're like sitting there wondering, like, what's happening inside that I don't know about, you know? And yes. so allowing yourself to um you know and for me I don't know if this happened for you but I actually had to read about confronting parts of my psyche because I wasn't taught that in my family so I actually had to read about it I'm like oh shit like this is an actual thing like I don't need to just act like I'm happy all the time I can actually know these different aspects of myself yeah Um, and integrate them and like I I think one of your recent posts were talking about like you know once you're able I think it was about shame like once you're able to observe the shame instead of being in it yeah um, your world like kind of changed and for me you know I came across Brene Brown's work in 2015 and my life changed you know I was like wait what yes I read the definition of shame and I was like, I'm in shame like 24 seven. What is happening? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. This is really powerful that you brought Brene Brown because she, she is actually the one who kind of initiated me slowly into that path, you know, with the all her books, like literally all of them until rising stronger. I read them all. And at some point I was like, she, she defines shame really beautifully. Shame yes. is, I am bad. And yes. I love that definition. And I was like, I was shaming myself all day. I was making myself yes. wrong every, like, all day. And I started working with that my mentor around 2018. He was like, no, you're not positive, bro. He's like, you're not. I was like, how come? He's like, you're running. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, you are definitely just a good runner, but you're not thinking positive. You know, yeah. Oh my and gosh! Like positivity, true positivity is when you welcome your darkness, and in the mid, in the midst of that darkness, you are able to hold the light of compassion. And when he yes. told, me, I was like, like it took my breath away because it just like messed up with my brain, and wow. I was, oh, 
okay, like I was really a runner and my life was reflecting that at that time it was so messy. I was running away from my bills. I was running away from hard conversations. I was running away from so many things. I was running away from, you know, uh, everything that was, that would be a little bit difficult, challenging. I was just like running away from it. And like so many people have that pattern because, they think, no, this is thinking positive, and it is really not, you know, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I think think it was you. I don't know if it was you. It could have been somebody else, but something about, like, you know, really examining either the boundaries you're setting, like, are they coming from a place of true boundary setting, or if it's, like, like an avoidance pattern? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, I'm not perfect with that in my life. I'm still I'm definitely still working on it. And I give myself permission to keep working on it. But at least I'm in a place where I'm fucking aware of it, you know, because when I was running, I can totally relate to you, especially the bills part. That's funny. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, It's like I didn't even know I was doing it. I was like I, I was totally unconscious. Yeah. Of what was happening yeah and that probably made it even more painful and Absolutely. now that i'm more aware and it's it's in my forefront it's something i can work with rather than being confused and lost and, um, yeah, yeah. Like, so when you go ahead when you, when you coach people you know or when you're when you when you do your when you do your groups and stuff like how do you how do you help people like confront things or look at them or, you know, even when it's uncomfortable, right. Cause this stuff isn't like fluffy and fun. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It is not it, at all. It's hard work. Yes. So the first thing that I usually uh, work on creating with people is an environment of safety, mm-hmm. you know, like really creating that safe space so that they feel allowed and, you know, to just dive in there without thinking that it's going to be the end of them. Right. And I feel like this is the first part because people identify so much with things. They identify so much with emotions. They identify so much with thoughts, you know, wow. without realizing that they are the space where all of this comes from. They are the yeah, space yeah. where all of those thoughts, all of those emotions arise. And really what we talk about confronting here it is just seeing the it's just welcoming the emotions it is just welcoming that's a great reframe right it is just welcoming them so that you can see them and so that they stop running your life yeah yeah they stop running your life unconsciously so this is the first like they need to be able to understand that first like this is what we're going to be doing and they need to understand like who they really are beyond just like the emotions and also beyond all of this and as soon as they understand this they are just like okay i am just gonna have to see a little bit of the internal climate and this is not who i am i am more than this right and when they when they hear that when they cognize that when they welcome that idea that they are more than than what is going on inside they feel safer and We usually dive in there with like, you know, two, three key safety affirmations that they get to build themselves. You know, yeah. it's like 
it's like the silver lining. It's like the light that you carry in your hand. You know, it is safe for me to do this. It is safe for me to see all the parts of myself. I am safe, whatever it is that they feel really connected to. And this is going to be, especially when they start losing it, when they start being like, this is a little too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. As I am holding space for them, I am always reminding them, remember, you know, this is not who you are. Remember, Mm -hmm. you are safe. And when when I see that they sometimes start losing it, I'm just like, say it out loud now you know so that's the first step and then the other step is just to see we're not gonna try to like there is so much power that people forget so much power in just the awareness of things because consciousness is energy as you become conscious of something it is crazy how it just transmutes just by you observing it and not identifying to it but just observing it you know and that is really the first thing that I bring people through, you know, to really see what is really there. And as you see those parts of yourself and as you start romancing them and understanding how they show up, instead of identifying to them, you are going to center yourself the next time they are activated to yourself. And when I say self here, it's with big S because the, the, the point is not to cut off the shadows. The point right. is really to become aware of them so that they stop running your life. It's right, right. so that you can bring them into the light of awareness. The light is really awareness. I see you now. You do not represent who I am. And this is how I choose to show up right now. So it's just like taking back ownership of your life, right? Yes. And I have to say, you know, the same patterns that in the past made me run from my bills, made, made me like, Honestly, I was sometimes at some point in such a shitty space that I got evicted of two apartments and stuff like that. It was really bad because I was just running. I didn't want to see things, you know, and the same patterns that made me run from those, they are not fully gone. But I now know when they are activated. So when I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what is going on here. You are trying to run and avoid the game. This is how I choose to behave now. This is how I choose to show up, right? And there is also the celebration of the shit. And this is really something that shifted things for me. And this is when I started working with my mentor two years ago. And I was at that space where I had so much depth. And he was like, can you celebrate that? And I was like, what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? and- That's hilarious. Yeah, he was like, what is the purpose in light of your depth? What is the purpose in light of the pain that you're going through? It's so that you can welcome more light. It's so that you can welcome more abundance. It's so that you can welcome more healing. And through that, you are going to be able to help so many other people. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to celebrate that. That was my first step. And... You know, but it's it is so crazy how those light energies actually. This is really being positive for me. Uh, what be, being positive means for me when you are able to channel that compassion, heart of compassion, and bring that light of compassion in situations, and instead of making yourself wrong, you know, you really celebrate the expansion that is willing to come through you through this contrast that you're seeing, through this, you know, messy thing that you're seeing, when you are able to see 
you know, through the duality of I have to deal with this shit right now, then you yeah. get really free. And this is what this is this is what made made the biggest difference for me. And it also like I still do all the rest, which is like affirmation, positive thinking, meditation, yes. you know, all those practices that are just meant to channel your focus yes, yes. towards the good. But I know that your emotional body will never follow your mind, you know, yes. where yeah. where I, where just positive thinking. Yes. If you if you have if you have some emotional anchors like trauma that is still there that is unaddressed it is a low vibrational anchor and because of this right. you're not going to move forward you can do right. all the positive thinking that you want as long as you still have those low vibrational emotional anchors there you're not going to move forward you're going to have some tiny bit of a little bit of result but the vi- the low vibrational anchor will bring you back exactly where you started. So it's not going to be sustainable. And this was my experience. I would have sometimes in the past crazy months, like, you know, I make a, a, a whole lot of money and I turn around, all the money is gone. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my experience. And you're just, you're just dropping so many truths this morning. Hope everyone's listening. <laughs> um, it's, it's so, it's, I just, I, you said so many things that I resonate with. Um, yeah, I love the whole, like your mentor, how he said, like, um, that's such an incredible reframe. Like, yeah. can you look at your pain and re- like, look at it, how it's like forcing you to transform without it, you know, yeah. it wouldn't, you know, cause the way you woke up, you know, it was very similar to the way I woke up was like, um, you know, I had just graduated with my master's and I was on my way, quote unquote, to this you know, this very career oriented life. And I just looked around myself and I'm like, I fucking hate myself. Like, I don't like anything I've created because it was inside, you know, I had this degree, I had this car, you know, I had this job. And to me, and especially living in America, like those were the things that were going to make me happy. And I was like, nope, didn't fucking work. And, you know, and then it kind of, it was like, but it was perfect. Right. Because, you know, once I learned I was more than yeah. the human body in this material life, that changed everything. Yes. And that really, you know, even the work was really painful. Many, many nights and days of like curled up in the fetal position, working through my shit and more, right? Like yeah. I realized like I'm I'm separate from all of that. Like I, I am not that, that those things are a part of me, my thoughts, yeah. my feelings, my experiences. Yeah. 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 That was the most so many things so well. That was the biggest realization for me. It's like you are not that. You're more than that. You are the consciousness. Yes. All of this. You are the space, you know, you are this moment. Those were the biggest ways for me for me. And this is literally like every day, like the the work is never done. The work is never done. I you right, right. In my experience, you never get to that space where you are just complete, right? And you mentioned right. uh, those boundaries that we often put as a deflection mechanism. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say I still do that to this day, you know, when I need to have space to just process things until yeah. them. And I feel like it is a it is a first step way to just, like, claim your space to work through yeah. 
to work through and then, you know, address things. Sometimes I literally tell people, okay, block those people off so that you yeah, can yeah. Really stop being in fight or flight. You come back to yeah, your exactly. and you yeah. go the situation, you know. So I truly believe yeah. that yeah. Uh, it might be necessary, at least at the first step, but it is so important to be aware of the fact that this is just you coping right now. you protecting right, yourself right. right now. It is not right. yet you owning your full freedom. And when yeah, you are, yeah. you know, you go and address what needs to be addressed. Yeah, that was, that was said so beautifully. You know, and I really uh, appreciate your personal vulnerability you know because I believe you can't really take people places you've never been and I can tell just by listening to you you know I don't really know you but I've I've you know I do this for a living just like you do so I can tell like just by the way you talk like you've really been there and um and I'm you know I don't think it's like there's nothing wrong even like you said, there's like the, the coping mechanism. But what I've learned for myself, it's like, you know, I don't really know what's happening right now in my life. Yeah. But there's something personal that's coming up in our dynamic. And I don't want to do anything to disrespect you. So yeah. I'm going to give myself the space and time to think about some things that are going on. Where Absolutely. in the past, I would act out. And like, that was even fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> or I wouldn't totally say anything at all. You know, but now I can find something to be like, hey, yeah, I love you and respect you. And because of that, I'm going to step away. You yeah. know, and so I, I want to say I can totally relate yeah. to that because uh, one of my biggest, you know, teachers ever is my dad because he was he wow. is still always able to trigger me in the minute. Sometimes <laughs> oh, I yeah. like in the past right. I was just like losing my shit. I was like, oh, like it would it would be just like anger. It would be rage. It would be like there were so many things that I was blaming him for, and you know, yeah. and it's just like. At some point, I realized this is not. A, I told him straight, and I I found out for myself that, you know, every time I feel blocked, every time I feel like I'm triggered with him, I am just gonna come back to a statement of intent and tell him, okay, I am getting very angry here, and um, this is not how I want to show up with you right now. I am really angry, but right, I right. want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. And because of that, because I'm really angry now. We need to end this conversation now so that I can center yeah. myself and come back here. But I don't want to be an asshole to you. And, right. you know, so this was that I totally relate to what you were saying because I did that a lot, you know, and then I can come back from a more balanced place. And yeah. what is beautiful is that sometimes you also give the, the, the opportunity to the, the other person to do the same work. And I would come back. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I really need to, you know, take back what I said about this, 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 and this. You're absolutely right. And I was like, what? Who the fuck is this? You know, it's like, it's so beautiful. When you take space for yourself, you also enable other people to do the same. And when you come back in balance, they are like, you know, I I feel that it is way more beautiful. Yeah, and I I love how you said your dad's a good teacher I think that's a really good way to frame people who trigger us right it's it's tempting to teach us something and so 
just to shift gears more into relationships, you know? Yes. Um, it may, it's like, you know, it's like the George Floyd case that's happening right now has yeah. been very triggering for all of us. Right. Yeah. And especially it's been a, a huge um, trigger for the collective grief around the ancestral trauma of black lives. Yes. And it's just like, you know, for those of you who don't know Xavier, he is, you, you are African-American, you are black. So obviously yeah. you know more about this than I ever will. Cause I'm white. Yeah. And, um, and for me, you know, it's just like, it's been very awakening in some very uncomfortable and disturbing ways. Yes. Because I think in the beginning, I can admit, like, I was like, man, this is too intense. Like, I can't look at this. Like, this is way too much. And then I saw everyone's Instagram posts. I'm like, dude, this is like, I'm dealing with enough. You know, so I was all into me, right? Yeah. And, like, but then I watched this video by J.P. Sears, and he, like, put this clip of all these videos violently beaten. And I was just, like, my soul was so disturbed like i'm like i can't look away anymore like yes you you don't if you don't see it you know then you don't know and then you can and like a lot of people have come out about saying like being silent is actually a part of the problem and not doing anything is a part of the problem yeah and so i'm like oh man so i feel like when it comes to relating to one one another and like triggering one another it's like we we have to figure out a way to uh Kind of like you're, we've this, we've been talking about it the whole time, bringing this to the light so we can be aware of it. Yeah, you know um, the whole situation. Um, it is really unfortunate, right? So I uh, my yeah. really goes out to, especially in America, because I live in Canada right now, and I have to yeah, say, yeah. it's way different, right? It is. Wow! Totally, wow! It is way different. Um, it still exists, but it's it, it is way more subtle compared to what you guys are experiencing there. So yeah. the first thing I want to say here is I'm gonna I, I'm gonna adopt the spiritual perspective of what is going on in my experience, right? Yeah, and yeah. The first thing that I believe is we are going through this collective awakening, and for yeah. collective awakening to happen, we need to look at our collective shadows. And yeah. Those collective shadows involve all the shit that we've been seeing, you know, like child trafficking, uh, r- racial uh, abuse. I'm going to use the, this word. And we need to be able to see it so that we can actually do something about it. Same thing, right. you have your own personal awakening you are going to have to meet your shadows. This is what we call the dark night of the soul, where you get to meet your shadows and to really integrate them to show up as a new expansion that you have become. So we have asked for it. You know, at scale, we ask for it. And as as we start awakening, we bring more light. Like a couple years ago, no one was there with an iPhone to film when police was actually, you know, doing all this kind of shit. No one was there because you, we didn't have the technology. We weren't at this space yet. So right now, light right. is present, which means we are going to see the things that were always there, but just lurking in the dark. Exactly, yeah. So this has always been going on in my experience, and now we get to see it at scale so that we get to do something about it. Exactly, uh, yeah. First uh, thing I want to say, and um, it is really... 
the way I see it, and I'm going to bring this perspective here, and this is just like, I'm going to say again, this is just my opinion. The way yeah, I see yeah. um, we are this space where it is a problem of everyone. And I'm going to, yeah. from a spiritual perspective, from a guy who believes in reincarnation, from a guy who can remember clearly having been a different race in the previous lifetime, having been an Irishman, having been a native woman, like this is me right now. So I have the Akashic remembrance right now. So when I look at all of this, I'm like, this must be addressed by everybody because we carry that trauma that is in our DNA. And some people don't even understand why they are triggered, why they are in so much pain. Like I have a client who personally told me she, she, she never opened up about this thing, but she had those dreams of remembering her dying with shackles around her neck as a black woman, but she is white. You know, she was in so much pain when she was seeing that. And I was telling her, do you understand that it goes beyond the color of your skin today? You know, it goes beyond that. It goes also like even in the future, you don't address it right now. And let's say, I don't know, 100 years from now, you reincarnate as a black person. And again, I have to say, this is for somebody who believes and agrees with the principles of reincarnations and that you don't always candidate has the black the same skin color so this is my baseline so when i go into this i'm like guys we need to see it so that we get to change it and it's not just it is not just for you know it is not just a matter of what is your skin color today you know it is also a matter of what 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 it used to be in the past and what is going to be in the future because we are all in this together and we get to see all those racial shadows and those racial shadows regardless of the color of your skin they are present in all of us right so this is what i this is my perspective my take on all of this and together we get to change it it is racial unity unity that we're trying to create here and this is beautiful like i see it as so like i see it and i see through it right and this is the perspective that I want to have here. And nothing needs to be left unseen. Nothing needs to be left unfelt, unspoken. We are going to do it all wrong, you know, to begin with, because we are going in a direction that has never, you know, we are walking uncharted territories here. We've never seen racial unity. We've never seen that before. We've never right, seen society, absolutely. you know, everybody is accepted regardless of what they look like. So we get to create it. And we have to be at peace with doing it all wrong until we get it right. Because we just don't know. There is no ABC. There is not five-step process to racial unity. And I feel like as we work on changing the system, we also have to work on changing the internal systems, which means, okay, really meeting your racial shadows. Like really parts of yourself that are thinking and feeling some ways about different races that you run away from. You know, because some people are just running away from what they think and feel about um, other races. They don't want to see. They are afraid, okay, if I look uh, inside, maybe I'm actually racist, I'm not racist, and blah, blah. So we are, there is so much fear. But if we look at the perspective of us coming together and us lifting whatever bullshit has been conditioned within us for years or centuries and decades and generations, then we get to create that unity right now. Yeah. Gosh. 
so so beautiful really just like I'm like wow yeah it's uh it's a lot of you know for me like it's just like I I can hear the passion and the fire and I I'm like I'm I feel the same way about it um I have just like I feel the way that I've been moved I just feel super sad the last three days about everything I'm just like fuck you know but it's I feel when we're heavily affected by something then we get involved and we have empathy you know and that's that that's the birthplace for a lot of things so it's like you know um a lot of times in spirituality right it's like there's 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 a constant theme of we're not separated you know but that's not an ego right and we're all we're all most of us you know even including myself um i'm an ego a lot of the time and then when i'm in my highest self it's like there is no separation and then you can clearly see how fucked up this really all is and how how like it's like you can really just you know kind of um uncover the veil that's kind of clouding all of our eyes and um it's still you know i my heart really goes out to you know mr floyd and like everyone who's been affected by it because you know like you said now everyone has a phone in their hand, right? So now we can all see clearly yeah. the beauty of technology, yeah. um, what's actually happening. And yeah, uh, it's like, it's, it's right in your face. And yes. it's like, yeah, we got to look at it and be like, dude, this is not fucking okay. It it's is not most- okay. Absolutely. It's not fucking okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so I'm, I'm, it's like, at first, you know, it's like, like I said, I didn't want to see it, but then my heart got involved. I was like, shit, man, this is like, wow. Um, so I'm so glad to see there's so many like uh, people, resources, like ways to help. And you can, I mean, there's, there's been a, like a 180 shift yeah. on social media and it's beautiful because it's really doing something. Absolutely. And that is, you know, that's how things are done. Um, so so I just I really appreciate your perspective. Uh, your your spiritual thoughts, by the way, are totally safe, especially on this platform. Yeah. Most of my listeners um, take ayahuasca, and like ayahuasca will show you this shit and way 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 more. <laughs> so it's like you know she'll take you on a global tour of the yeah. fucked up shit that's going on, yeah. and realize how far removed we are i mean truly we we are so far removed and it's it's scary because you know i'm only one person and it's like man you know but then you see the the peaceful protests and the power of people just coming together and you're like wow this is we are all invited right now in my opinion to just be fire walkers right yeah, to get the fire walkers, and in my opinion, compassion right now we are in the era of compassion. Yes. Whether it's in business, like all the businesses that are just about making profit, this is my opinion again. Uh, yeah, yeah. In profit, just like taking, just exploiting all those businesses like big pharma and all those things. In my opinion, they are all gonna fail, and they are meant to fail, and they are gonna be exposed bigger than ever yeah. before because. Yeah consciousness has shifted it is not shifting it has shifted yeah, yeah. I'm not 
tolerate the same bullshit that used to happen for yeah. years, and years and years. So I am truly at this space where I see so much compassion. I see so many people that are like, I cannot live with that. I don't know what yeah. I can do, but I just know that this is not okay anymore for me. And this is just permission for spirit to lean in, to just like, okay, guys, you said you were done with this. Let's do something about it. And this is, there are so many people that are just in the position of being like, how can I, how can I, how can I? And get enough humans asking with compassion and love, how can I make things change for the better? And you give a massive permission to spirit to show up fully and to get to change. So I am at this place where I feel so safe that even though sometimes I feel like there might be forces or people behind all of this trying to instrument fear, trying to instrument Uh Uh just get some agendas to go through, they are failing because deeply within a lot of human beings shifted and we are ready for more. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So beautiful. Uh, we are. Uh, we are gonna have to be willing to do it all wrong, to do it all just thing imperfectly until we get it right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I am so excited, and you know, I, I can say the last couple of days or the last the last few weeks, I broke down in tears maybe two three times. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it was a big liberation. For me to actually allow myself to go in there with everything that hey, I know. Hey, Xavier. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. How I was feeling, and not to just like you know, uh, be complacent yeah. in anger because I believe that you know it doesn't contrast. Is not an invitation to stay there. It yeah. is not an invitation to stay there. You get to become aware of this so that you can do something with it so yeah. that you can channel love and compassion shift, um, so that shift you the way you're talking because I, really I can't hear you so much shit. and to be able to hold yeah. space for myself to feel sad to feel in pain and you know and from that really choosing okay this is how I need to show up right now not only for black communities because you know I belong to them but also for the other communities that just need you know we need a break you know, we need yes. to right now more than ever before. Yes. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Can you still hear me? Xavier? Yeah, yeah. No, you went away for a second. I was like, oh, no. It's like, shift the way you're talking because we can't hear okay. you. But I can hear you more what, clearly what, now. What is the last thing uh, you heard? Yeah. Oh gosh, it was like oh, probably a minute a lot. ago. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. That, that's okay. That's okay. Don't even don't even worry about it because I tried to be like, hey, like you know, I was trying to talk to you, but okay. like it's it's totally okay. Um, yeah, but it's I th- I think from what you were you were a little muffled, like you know we like we have to like there's we have to change, like there's no going going back to the old way. Uh, we're completely awakening and. Yeah, I mean, and this is, you know, we, we started off with, like, individual shadow work, and this is more of the, you know, this is the collective, right? And being being able to really see it and, and not run away and um, sit with it. You Can know? you hear me now? 
Um, I can actually, hear you. something I can that you. happened is that I um, had a Bluetooth device that got turned on, and this is why it stopped at some point. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I'm wondering, because uh, yes. we're coming towards the end here, uh, I feel like we could talk hours and hours about this. Um, so, like, how how does someone, like, connect with you or, like, how do they begin to work with you? Do you want to kind of leave some tips below and, like, how people can Yeah, the first um, thing is um, I am very active on Instagram, a little a way less on Facebook. And Xavier Dagba is my uh, handle on Instagram. And also my website is XavierDagba.com. So people can find me there. Those are the two places where I'm the most active. And honestly... Uh, the first, um, if I can have some sort of takeaway for people, you know, um, if they are working through some yeah. stuff right now, is you, you, you're going to have to be willing to look at things with love, you know, to, to be able to be willing to look right. at things with love without over identifying to them. And the over identifying to them doesn't mean running from them. It's just recognizing that there are parts of you what we are watching what we are seeing outside right now there are parts of us you know it's like it is within us unless you wouldn't be out there and it's just like it has has we are willing to do the internal work of seeing the parts within ourselves that might still be feeling you know those racial fears because this is what it's all about racial fear as we are willing to go within and to you know look at the parts of ourselves that make us want to defend ourselves and look away when there are racial injustices going on. You know, the parts of ourselves that really want to be right. angry and defend and crit and critique and all those parts of ourselves, as we are willing to question them, and it's really about questioning them, then we are willing, then we can really own uh, that freedom. And this applies, in my opinion, to absolutely everything. As you are willing to question, all the parts of yourself that are holding on to shame, to anger, to blame, you know, to even trauma. Are you willing to question them, to see them, and to channel compassion in the process? Then you can take your freedom back. That's the takeaway that I would have for people. That is so beautiful. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And I will leave your links below. Um, and we definitely need to do this again some other time too, maybe a different topic. But I want to thank you so much for for being on here and having a, yeah. just an incredible conversation about really looking at oneself to, like you said, to liberate our souls and, and feel more free in this life. So thank you so, so yeah. much. And you have a family too. So thank you to your thank family you so for much. giving you free time <laughs> to go and, and live your, you. live your best life. So yeah, thank you so much. And um, thank you guys for listening. This has been the multi-dimensional journey. Um, with me, your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and our awesome guest, Xavier Dogba. Um, Thank you, guys. guys. Enjoy the rest.